Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen as some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident Mass Hallsoisy and Cusick. Join my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How are we doing today, Bryce? Um, pretty good. This is actually the last episode until January. I'm going to be out of New York. Yes, that's um, right. We're, uh, we're both going home. home. So, uh, Bryce will be back in New York, and I'll actually not be in Massachusetts. It's going to be weird. It's gonna be, yeah, we're just going back to lying. Yeah. I mean, we, we, Any... we really never stopped lying. True. But we never um, really that's, told that's... any truth. That's that's for neither here nor there. Um, so today is November twentieth when we're recording this, and the NBA draft was a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, how, how do we want to do this? Do we want to just go through every? Uh, we're not going to go through every. Not all. We'll go through games. like, we'll go through the lottery and I guess the we Celtics. Ta- you want to talk about like the the other guys Celtics got and the other pick for the Knicks. Yeah, we can do that. All right. So, first overall, the Timberwolves picked Anthony Edwards. Um, I don't think we expected that to happen. It's not. It wasn't stunning. It wasn't um, like crazy. Yeah, but I mean, I get it because I mean, <laughs> the Lamelo Ball was just not worth that pick. Um. Anthony Edwards does kind of fit in. Uh, I get it. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll have to see. I don't know how good he's going to be, but I think I I, I understand it. Uh, I don't think it's a horrible pick. No, definitely not. Um, second overall, the Warriors went with James Wiseman. We both picked that. That was a pretty pretty much a given. I just hate how smart they are. I really do. It's unfortunate though about Clay Thompson with that because true Clay Thompson did tear his ACL and that I sucks. It was, no, it was, his, uh, it was his Achilles. Oh, that's right. It was his Achilles. I feel so bad for him. Um, I feel really bad. Break. You really can't. And he was like, he was so steady too. Like he was like, he never missed games ever. And I was gonna miss two seasons, which is just awful. I hope he comes back, like, as good as he was. This is his second Achilles tear, right? I think it was a different leg this time. Yeah, it was the other leg, but that's going to be tough to come back from. I mean, the thing about Clay is his game is, like, he's a 3 and D guy anyways. He was just a really, like, he was the best 3 and D guy, which is why he was, like, so valued. Right. Um, And I don't think he'll lose much of his game, from injuries like that, maybe the defense, but like, he's still going to be a sharpshooter. He's going to be, he's going to be just fine. I think he'll be okay. Oh. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be like the clay we knew, but he'll be fine. All right, third overall, the Charlotte Hornets went with Lamelo Ball. Um... This is a great pick for me. This is a this is a no game plan, just vibes pick for the Hornets. Um. <laughs> um... 
They get, yeah. uh, well, I mean, this is a ticket sale pick. Unfortunately, we're in a pandemic, so that's not going to do anything. It's hard to sell tickets when you don't have fans coming to games. Um, we finally get the LeVar MJ1v1, hopefully, inshallah. Um, I need it so bad. Please, please, just do it. But yeah, I mean, they they went with the vibe pick. They didn't, you know, they're not really trying to do anything. Well, I'm not saying Lamelo's bad because Lamelo's not gonna be like bad. It's just <laughs> they're not gonna like. They need to build around him. They're not prepared for making Lamelo ball. Uh... It's gonna be like Kemba. Uh, it's probably gonna end up being like Kemba, where they just don't. He's good, but they don't really ever end up doing anything with him. And then he goes to Boston and becomes terrible. You know... Fuck it. I don't have a good comeback for that. <laughs> uh, fourth overall, the Bulls took Patrick Williams. People shit on this pick a little bit. Um, and maybe that's justified. But I don't think Pat Williams is going to be bad. I think the general consensus was that it wasn't necessarily a bad pick. It was just kind of like... There's the better options. Kind of raw and there were better options there, but yeah. if they think that was their guy. I'm not going to question it. Uh, fifth overall, the Cleveland Cavaliers took Isaac Okoro. Not bad at all. Not solid, a bad selection. Uh, sixth overall, the Hawks took Anyika Akangu. I think that's how you pronounce that. I'm gonna. Not bad either. It. Not a bad selection there either. Uh, pick seven, the Pistons took Killian Hayes, which, uh... I mean, probably one of the steals, to be honest with you. He is going to be good, I feel like. I think, I think, uh, the, the mock we looked at had Killian Hayes going... Four to the Bulls. It was four to the I like that. I, I really like that for the Pistons, man. Pistons are building something, I think. They're in, they're building a young team. Although they traded Kennard, which I don't know if they should have done that. But we'll get to trades later. So, uh, how how are we feeling about pick eight, Bryce? How are we feeling about? Oh, we're oh, I forgot that we were doing that next for some reason. I think I blacked it out of my uh, memory that this happened. I can't even believe that. Listen, I mean, because we're gonna get to the next pick, which was Denny, and Denny was the pick here. Denny was the selection here. You don't go with. Listen, I know Ovi Toppin was like, oh, he had a crazy good senior year. Oh, he's this, he's that. Look, look dude, I'm not going to say he's bad, but I'm not going to say he's not the second coming of Kyle Kuzma. Like, he... um, Like, we really just took Kyle Kuzma. That's really all we did. We were just like, fuck it. We could trade for Kyle Kuzma or we could draft him. And we were like, fuck it, draft him. And it's like, I don't know why we did that. I just don't understand. I wish I understood. Well, I know why we did it. It's because Leon Rose is running a mafia, not a basketball team. Um, Which is unfortunate. I thought Leon Rose was going to be okay. But nope, he's like, nope, everyone's going to be in CAA, and that's how it's going to be. So that's cool. Hopefully he gets fired at some point for that. Um... 
But no, I don't like this pick. Look, Obi's not horrible, but like his his skill set is run and dunk, and then that's it. He's a liability on defense. And I'll be honest with you, I would rather draft someone who's a liability on offense and defense because you could teach someone to be solid on offense. Teaching someone to be solid at the NBA level on defense, much more difficult. Um, so we really just like the Charlotte Hornets. We really just went with the vibe pick. We didn't really draft the best player available because I think the best player available at eight was Denny. Um, and he fell into your lap too. Like he did. He should have gone earlier, but he fell to nine. Like he should not have left the top five in my opinion. And he was there at eight, and um, we uh, we decided that. We don't want to be good anytime soon. We kind of just want to vibe. And um, that's what we did. We vibed. All right. So uh, pick nine, we've mentioned it. The Wizards took Denny. That's, Fantastic pick. And that's, I mean, val- that's extreme value. Like I said, I don't think he should have left the top five. And there he was at nine. I, <laughs> it's just pain. Uh, pick 10, the Suns took Jalen Smith. Um, I mean... It's not, not bad. I mean... I don't know. It wasn't a bad pick. Uh, pick 11, the Spurs went with Devin Vassell. I, again, another really good value pick at 11, because he probably shouldn't have left the top 7 or 8. Uh, pick 12, the Kings took Tyrese Halliburton. No, they're good. Uh, I was kind of hoping he'd fall to 14, but... <laughs> no, nah, I don't think he ever was gonna. I know, I was getting greedy, but... Solid value pick. Uh, pick 13, the Pelicans took Kira Lewis Jr. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I don't follow enough college basketball to know much about him. But my roommates who do, they weren't very thrilled for that pick for the Pelicans. So I mean, I understand it. I don't know. It's okay. It's it was an okay pick. All right, and the last pick of the lottery was Aaron Neesmith going to the Celtics at pick fourteen. Useless. I don't look. It's not that Neesmith is bad. It's just there's no reason for the Celtics to be drafting at all three positions. I guess they technically didn't, but there was no reason for the Celtics to keep their high picks. Danny Ainge has to get off his fucking ass. I'm sorry, but Danny Ainge is not a good GM by any stretch of the word. Like I'm sick of people saying uh, Ainge is this genius. What has he really ever done? Like What has he done? Like Since 2008... None of these teams that he's put together are really that threatening. And, like, I I don't understand why he hogs these picks when, like, you could use them. You could leverage these. Like, this using picks that he has. He had, what, three firsts? Three firsts. What is a team that made the Eastern Conference Finals? What are they going to do with three first-round picks exactly? What What is going, what are they going to do? With those players, are they, what what happens? Like, why keep them? There's no reason for that. You, if you have three firsts and there's stars available, which there were, you probably could package shit for a player that's really good, 
and he just he sat on them and drafted Naismith. I don't disagree with it normally, but this year's draft was such a crapshoot that I'm really not understanding the logic there. Like, a lot of these guys we didn't get to see play that much because the NBA, the college basketball season got canceled right before March Madness, which is really the most important time of the year for college basketball. I don't think that's a controversial statement no. to make. That I think that... I don't agree with the logic of holding on to picks. Especially, like, we had three first. We could have moved up probably to time. I mean, yeah, even if you even if you want to move up, like, yeah, that's better. That's not bad. Because I'd rather have one top 10 prospect than one top 15 and then a couple of top 30, perhaps. I mean, here's the thing. None of the players that the Celtics drafted are like they drafted Peyton Pritchard, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But that pick sucks. Like that's not he could shoot. That's it. Which like okay, good. We do need shooting. It'll be nice to have a point guard coming off the bench who can shoot the ball because we haven't really had that since I guess Isaiah Thomas four years ago or something like that. I mean. He's better than Terry Rozier. He'll probably be better than Wanamaker. But I don't is that really the bar know. we should be setting for a team that has, in theory, finals ambitions? Shit, I don't even know if Peyton Pritchard going to be better than Wanamaker. But I, I mean, I don't like Wanamaker. I I'm glad he opted out. Peyton Pritchard is just not. I. Why would you? Why is the idea? I just don't get it. Why is the idea take players? At like fourteen and like twenty, whatever. When you could package them and either move up or an NBA player, like a certified NBA player. I just don't understand the logic there. I don't get me wrong. I like Neesmith. I think he's okay. A fine pick. But I mean, was he really better than Achua? No. At a position where we evidently have a need now because Hayward opted out. I just don't know. So now we need a we need a four. I don't think Neesmith can play the four. No. It's probably gonna be Grant Williams. And don't get me wrong, I like Grant. I don't know if he's a starting four right now. I don't know, we're gonna have to find out. But mm. Um So yeah. Do we do we wanna talk about anyone in the second? Like, do you want to talk about... Did you guys even use a second round? We had two firsts. Oh, yeah, so you guys... You took, um... Who did you wind up with? I don't remember where second first rounder was. I don't remember either. Was it, a, was it quickly? Emmanuel quickly? Maybe? I don't remember. I don't know. It, how it works is... It's weird, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really have anything else to say about the Celtics draft. It's just, I don't know. Ainge's got to figure some shit out. I got to say, though, James was fucking hilarious. So it's, he's dude. always hilarious, dude. I don't know. But other than that, <laughs> Jesus, he, he said some things. That, yeah. I, I feel, uh, yeah. Can't say those things. <laughs> Get to review the things that were said. Um, now it's tr- now it's trade time for the NBA. Let's talk about some trades. So, uh, 
they I don't think the trades have been have they made official been made official yet? Somebody Maybe else? I don't know. I think so. I think it's draft day, so I think some are official. Okay, so uh, the first big trade was uh, Chris Ball and Abdel Nader from the Thunder to the Suns for Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, Jalen. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Is that I? <laughs> the two on their team named Jalen. And a 2022 first. Listen, man. So I'll be honest with you. This makes the Suns an immediate threat. I'm not going to lie. This means that Suns team, this is really big for them. You know, I mean, they they get some pieces here. The Thunder have like 16 first-round draft picks for the next four or five years. They'll trade those. Um, well, I don't know. Pressy's kind of a. I don't know, but. I don't know. This is the the Thunder are making some uh, boomer bust moves. Well, the thing, honestly, this this is big for the Suns because it shows Aiden and Booker that they are gonna make moves. Like they're showing their young stars. Listen, we don't want to waste your prime. We're gonna go out and. Make them move. They're building around their young, their key young. Yes, and that's which is a good. That's very smart. That's how you do business. It's good because now it shows them that they they want to make the front office is going to make moves that uh, puts them in winning positions. This move absolutely puts the the Suns in my mind up there. I mean, I don't know about finals, but like they should go pretty far in the playoffs with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. I, I'm not going to say they're a lock to make the conference finals, but I think they should at least be like a top four team to make the conference finals. I mean, like, now you, you see, here's the thing. Now you can put, like, you can take playmaking responsibility kind of off Booker a little bit, and you can put most of it in Chris Paul's hands. Because I'll be honest with you, Chris Paul, he had a phenomenal, like, he, he was phenomenal this year. The fact that the Thunder even got to the playoffs and almost won in the first round, that was really all Chris Paul. And if he brings that energy to Phoenix with Aiden and Booker, that team is going to be dangerous. Definitely going to be a team to look out for this year. I'm not. I'm not gonna, you know, get too high on them because we did the same thing with the Clippers and we saw how that turned out. Uh, that was okay. That was all the Clippers' fault. The Clippers had no business losing how they did. We know, yeah, but who's to say the Suns won't do the same thing? I'm not gonna say they are. I don't think that I. Just... The, you cannot say the Suns have the same expectations as the Clippers this year. I certainly hope they don't. I mean, that Clippers team but, uh, was supposed to win, like, big every series. And honestly, they struggled with the Mavericks a little bit. Uh, and then they lost to the Nuggets after blowing it through in the lead, so. To go down, I mean, that play, we talked about it, but damn, that Nugget team went down 3-1 every series. <laughs> 
And they just they just did it for fun. Too. They just did it for no. They were just doing it on purpose. Doing it for shits and. And beans. they won two of them. They couldn't do it to Braun though. Nah, Braun. Braun doesn't. Do nah, that. Braun was not gonna let that happen. <laughs> I think they did get one back. I think that. Yeah. They did. Yeah, because it was late. It was Lakers and six, so they did take one. Yeah. God, imagine if they pulled. That if they out. if they did if. They won three three ones in a row. To go to the NBA Finals. They probably would have won the NBA Finals, too. Maybe. Well, I don't know. But, damn. Actually, no one would have watched that. I don't think anyone would know how that Finals ended. You've made the joke that they were going to put that on uh, ESPN The Ocho. They were going to put that shit on PBS, dude. Public yes. Broadcasting Service. Yes. Yeah. For explaining what PBS stands for. <laughs> Need to clarify. Alright, so uh, the next big trade that we see here is that uh, the Rockets sent Robert Covington to the Trailblazers for Trevor Aziza. Uh, a 2020 first and a 2021 first. Uh, I closed the draft so I forgot who went 16, but... uh. Yeah. Oh, Rockets are in bad scenario right now because they can't find any suitors for Westbrook at all, which makes sense. And now Harden wants to leave and go to the Nets. But here's the thing about the Harden situation. The Rockets are not... They can't win a trade with Harden. Like, there's no winning a trade. It's only how bad is it going to be. Like, can you minimize the damage, you know? Yeah, it's the Rockets are a mess right now. Westbrook's contract is so unmovable right now, and it doesn't help that Harden wants out too. Honestly, you gotta just blow it up at this point. But you're kind of in the Houston Texans boat of can you realistically even blow it up right now because your team is not looking good. I mean, like that Westbrook contract is no fault of Houston. That was all Sam Presti's fault. Um, but he was a genius because he actually got that shit moved. Um, Harden leaving, I mean, I understand because Houston's a mess. Houston's nowhere near where they should be. Something about Houston sports teams right now and just being a complete dumpster fire. I don't, I don't know what's going on in Texas, but... I don't get it. I don't get how... I mean, they really wasted James Harden. That dude should, that dude should have a ring. And a lot of people blame James Harden, but the thing is, I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he can only has so much. The dude's a top three MVP candidate every single season. I mean, he's playing his absolute best. I don't know what else you can ask of him. And if he wants a trade, he deserves it from Houston because he should waste it out. Exactly. It's just, yeah, I don't know. You, you kind of hit the nail on the head with that. There's really nothing else I can add to that. I mean, like, it's just, you can't sit there and say, oh, we're not trading James Harden because we think we can salvage the situation when he clearly wants out. You can't do that to a guy who's 
he's your like, he's been the franchise he's been the face of the franchise since he got there um he's won i think one or two mvps and his top three every year um the dude is insane the dude is one of the greatest offensive talents in nba history he has devoted all of his he devoted the best years of his career to the rockets he deserves a deal um I mean, he deserves a, he deserves a trade if that's what he wants. If he wants to be traded, that's what he deserves. All right. So the next trade, uh, the Pelicans and the Bucks did a trade. The Bucks are sending Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, plus three first round picks and a couple of pick swaps, to the Pelicans for Drew Holiday. Um. Wow, they yeah. I mean, obviously they're trying to hold on to Giannis, but um, they really, really. Oh well, yes, on that's that should dead, absolutely be their priority. Um, I mean, this is a great way to do. Be. Holiday is a good talent. Uh, sold the farm. They didn't sell the farm. They gave up a very big amount for Drew Holiday, which I'm sure when the Rockets saw what Drew Holiday got in a trade probably fainted because now the asking price is going to be insane on James Harden and teams might not be willing to pay. Um, I, I, I really like this deal for, um, for the bucks because losing Brogdon clearly hurt them. If they had Brogdon, who knows what would have happened this playoffs. And now they get someone who's like Brogdon, but honestly better. So it's really, it's a good, and they get rid of Bledsoe, who was kind of iffy. Yeah. That's being nice. All right. Uh, the Bucks made another move, but this one has a little uh, a little more going on with it. Uh, so they're trying to get Bogdan Bogdanovich in a sign-in trade by sending Dante DiVincenzo <laughs> and uh, Ersan Ilyasova and DJ Wilson to Sacramento. However, supposedly there's some tampering that was going on, so this might got this might have gotten nixed. Leals, I don't know what the situation um, is with that, but um, it's something about Bogdanovich, I think. But we'll see what happens. This is a really good deal for them as well. Um, next trade. Okay, so the uh, 76ers dealt Al Horford to the Thunder for Danny Green, Terrence Ferguson, and Terrence Ferguson. Um, the Sixers also sent a 2025 first-rounder, uh, pick 34 in this draft, and a and the rights to a point guard. Um, somehow the Sixers managed to... That is just that shows that Morey really is a solid GM. So. Um... He really does know how to do shit. Getting Horford out of there was like that was probably he or sorry Philadelphia's biggest priority because he was just eating money, playing like shit, and he was just not a fit for that team. 
And that was blatant from, like, the very start of last season was Horford does not fit in on this team. And it's good that he's gone. I don't know what the hell the Thunder are going to do because now they have Steven Adams and Horford. Poor Steven Adams. <laughs> um, it was really good for them that they moved Hortford. Philly's gonna. Philly looks a lot better already, man. I mean, they were hilariously. I like the. I like Philly being like. Bad. They were like it was funny that they were bad last year. Now they're gonna probably be better. It. It really was. It was funny, so that's why I don't like that they're actually doing smart moves now. Alright. So, the Thunder dealt Ricky Rubio to the Timberwolves for a plethora of draft picks that were exchanged. So, pick 17, pick 25, and pick 28 were all involved in this. And those got dealt elsewhere, so... That's a whole spiderweb of things that are going on there, but... uh. Yeah. Yes, he's going back to Minnesota. I already mentioned that. So now, I mean, that starting lineup for the Timberwolves is probably going to be Rubio, Edwards. Um, I forget this. Fuck, I forget his name. At the three and the four, I don't know, but Cat. I mean, Edwards, Rubio, Cat. Horrible. I mean, Katz is certified stars is, I mean, he's number yeah, one overall. Rubio's obviously old, but, I mean, he's solid. Rubio is a solid talent. All right. Uh, the Clippers dealt Landry Shamet to the Nets. In a three-team deal that also included the Pistons, the Pistons got number nineteen in the draft. Great pickup for the Clippers. Victor. Another bench score. Um, Detroit. Although they probably could use some more bench defenders, to be honest with you. And they have plenty of bench scoring. They got Lou Will. I mean, I don't know if Trez is going to stay. We'll have to see what happens. Um. But yeah, I don't know. My covers just keep adding, man. We'll have to see what happens with them. I They should definitely... They have to figure it out. Their window... They, if they don't win this year, it's not going to happen. Probably ever for them. Alright. Uh, this one happened draft night, but Woj actually just updated this about 20 minutes... No, about 10 minutes ago. Uh, so, originally this was just Memphis and Boston trading draft picks. As the Celtics traded pick 30 for two future seconds. But now this is turning into a three-team deal with Portland where Boston is going Cantor. Memphis gets Mario Hezonia, I don't know how to pronounce this, Hezonia and pick 30. And then Celtics gets the future Memphis draft picks. So, Cantor's out of Boston. I, I guess we're really all in on Tice being so, center right now, unless we go hard. I, I actually was 
thinking about that. I was like, huh, Cantor opted in, so I guess you know Boston's going to have to deal with that. But they trade him back to Portland, where he originally came from, uh, before Boston. So that's interesting. I'm sure James is like celebrating right now. Hayward and Cantor are gone. He must be, dude. He's he. Hayward, I mean, Semi was definitely going to opt in because no one else is going to pick him up. Happy about his semi. Um, yeah, he must. You know, I was, you know what? Congratulations, you got. Well, I'll look at it in a minute. <laughs> I can't even repeat what James said about this. <laughs> I'll yeah, I'll a I, I, unspeakable. How? But, um, dude, I mean, I liked Cantor. It seemed like he was a good guy for the team. I, I didn't, no, he wasn't a good player, by, but, like, I, I just don't. one of those guys I liked having around on the team. He seemed like a good te- chemistry guy. Didn't perform, he performed decently enough, given the fact that we barely paid for him. So I'm not going to say I regret picking him up because that was a very low risk thing. I think that overall, but I think overall, I mean, I think overall the Celtics kind of got better. No, overall. But I mean, yeah, and Hayward, because let's be honest, Hayward was Hayward underperformed his entire time. And and you can pin that on the injury, maybe, but the fact of the matter is he definitely underperformed. Um, I mean that team had championship aspirations with with Hayward. They brought in Kyrie and Hayward, and they're like, "Let's do this." Didn't happen. Um, neither of them are now going to be playing there. I mean, Kyrie left a long time ago. Um, it. It is what it is. I mean, I don't know where Hayward's going to go next, but I mean, I, I I don't see him being like that great again. He never really was like insane, good in Utah, but I don't see him being like all star again. You know, that, Ironic. that of him and Kyrie, it aged very well. It... Just fantastic. It's... Fantastically. It just is what it is. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Um, and who knows, maybe if Kyrie and Hayward stay healthy that first season, uh, maybe they do lose to the Warriors in the finals. Um... Maybe they do finally get by LeBron, you know? I mean, I don't know. I you that know, Cavs team wasn't that good. Seventeen team, if fully healthy, would have beaten the Cavaliers. But obviously, and that's it's that's just playing what aboutism at that point. So I'm not gonna like. There, there isn't anything you could have really done about that. I don't know. It's it's nice. That I think because that Cavs team wasn't good by any means. It was 
kind of terrible. It was really just LeBron, <laughs> so. Down, right. so. and it was LeBron that just took him to the finals. <laughs> oh, well. Not that that was like three years ago or anything like that, so maybe I should just stop worrying about that. But, um. Anything big? Yeah, we got, I think we got a few more trades. Um, it's not um, that big. Well, we got Oklahoma City sending Golden State Kelly Oubre, so Oubre getting passed around, that's whatever. Um, I still don't understand why Hayward opted out of his contract. I know we just talked about it, but it just came up. He's deal. definitely not making that much money in a it just deal. Doesn't make any sense? Really, like, not for a year, anyway. You're making thirty. No, you're not. You have $34 million guaranteed right there. I don't understand the thought process, but... Whatever. Um, any other trades? No, actually, that was the only... The, that's it for the trades. Um, yeah, I feel like there's a lot more going on this free agency. Like, maybe not necessarily huge moves, oh, yeah. but I think sure. more noteworthy moves than last offseason. It's football time. Right, well, we are sitting at about so, thirty-seven minutes now, so I guess we'll just. Uh, well, I want to. I want to complain about the Giants, NFL. man. Listen, so stop winning. Last week, should we talk about? Stop it! Stop winning games! God damn it! We're gonna. I we're gonna see as like a six-win. Um. Is, we're gonna see like a six-win playoff team. And I was talking about this scenario with Raza. Like, if it, let's say the Giants be lose every game, but like like everyone else loses out in in the division, but the Giants beat the Cowboys in the last week of the season and they go to the playoffs. That would mean the the Giants go to the playoffs at four and twelve. And all of their wins were against the NFC East. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. That I want that to happen just because of how Which funny is that is. Absolutely hilarious. Think about this: you have a four and twelve record. I think it'd be like nineteen, but you wouldn't be picking until the twenties because of how the playoff format works. Oh, wait, no, because with the extended playoffs, you would be sitting at about... You'd probably be sitting at, like... 16. I just think it's if hilarious. You playoffs, you're probably sitting at 16. I just think it's hilarious yeah. that a 4-12 and 12 team would, could be hosting a 12-4 and 4 wild card team in a playoff game. They could be... Oh, my God. <laughs> No. Oh my god, that nope. is true. Absolutely that is... should not be happening. Um That shouldn't be happening. I mean that NFC East is just pathetic. Um We're gonna see a very horrible playoff team from there. And honestly, it could it's gonna be the I think it's gonna be the Giants or Eagles. Um I really don't want it to be the Giants. I mean we're out of the race for 
we're far out of the race for Lawrence and we're far out of the race for Fields. So it really like it doesn't particularly matter where we land now. And it's I don't even I doubt we would even have taken Fields or Lawrence if if we got there anyways, because this management's like, yeah, Daniel Jones is it. I don't know what they see. I'm missing something, apparently, because I don't think he's it. Um, I think he's the complete opposite, to be honest with you. Well, not complete opposite. He's just mid. Like, he's never going to... I don't think he's ever going to be, like, an elite talent. It's just not who he is. Yeah, I see what you mean. I just don't think he has it in him to be elite. It's not going to happen. I, I think the biggest narrative right, one... So, uh, what other games we have to talk about this would week? Be, uh, we had to talk about how that Cardinal-Bill game finished, because... Wow. Uh... That was unbelievable. I could not believe Hopkins came down with that ball. And what a nice ball by Kyler Murray. I mean, just... He put it in the only place where Hopkins could have gone to catch it. Very eerily similar to Rodgers' throw in the same stadium, in the same part of the field, to Jeff Janis in that playoff game. Um... But, yeah, phenomenal. Uh, I think the biggest narrative-spreading game was the Patriots beating the Ravens. We both thought the Ravens were going to stomp them, and they ended up losing. The Ravens are just losing games they should not be dropping. And And the Patriots are winning games they really should not be winning. I think on a technical level, yes. On the actual team level, no. In no position to compete at that level. I that's what I'm thinking, but like now all of a sudden we're beating the Ravens, we've beaten the Raiders, we're coming down to the wire against the Bills on the road. But then we get curb stomped by the the 49ers were half their teams on IR. We put up a goose egg against the Broncos. And you know, I'll mention the Seahawks game, too, because we did take them down to the wire, but they're really... They did win last night. I'm not going to call them frauds, but they're... they're well, that was... Ball, I mean, sure. the Cardinals are good, so that was going to be a good game either way. Barely. It's confusing. It, this um, I, I just don't understand this team. It really is, and I know this this team's just getting my hopes up that oh we might end up going like you know ten and six, wild card team. We're we're not getting out of the divisional round. We might win a wild card game against who we pull, if we get a good matchup, but we're not winning the divisional round. We're not gonna. We're definitely not going to win the AFC Championship, and we're not going to the Super Bowl. I've accepted that with this team. I kept, I accepted that from, like, week three. Maybe week four. 
that like this team is not going anywhere. So do I agree with them trying to compete right now? I really don't. But if that's the direction they're going to take it, I guess I just got to accept that this, this team's going to try and compete, which, cool. Good for them. Probably not going to work, but I, all the power to them. I don't know. It's strange. It's very strange seeing this. Uh, but for this week, we got Ravens-Titans. The Ravens are favored by five and a half. I'm taking the Titans against that. I took Tennessee as well because even though Tennessee's been shaky this season... And I'll be honest with you, actually, no, never mind. Never mind, because I forget the Rams are kind of good this year, so never mind. Um, But yeah, we both want Tennessee. Uh, The Rams just aren't the... Or the Ravens just aren't that Ravens anymore. Lamar, I mean, he's had not the worst year, but, like, he's not... It's nowhere close to what he was doing last year. And um, I think the Titans are going to get the better of him. So the last, I mean, Sunday night we got Raiders Chiefs, which isn't bad. I think that the Chiefs are going to avenge their first loss, and only losses are in one. Um, and their loss was to the Raiders, so I think they come back and they beat the Raiders this time. Oh, uh, so that was the last one I was going to talk about. And then Rams Buccaneers. Honestly, give me the Rams. Okay. Give me the Rams. I don't like how Tom Brady plays against good defenses, and this Rams defense has shown me that they can hang. That is not a bad bad defense. I mean, they're locked up to Seahawks, who they're only as I mean, they're they're a little inconsistent because they they some they have a bad week. But most of the time, the highest amount of points they've given up all season is 28. Uh, and that was to the Dolphins. Tua Tagovailoa had a, I mean, it was more Jared Goff's fault, to be honest with you, that they lost that game. That's the most points they've given up. Um, and one of their touchdowns was a, uh, a, a fumble oh, recovery. So they really only gave up 21. <laughs> so. I believe it was a strip six, yeah. Wow, I did not know this. And I'll be honest, Tom Brady against a good Tampa defense this season, not great. Has been this season. He's had some stinkers. He had an insane stinker a few weeks ago against the Saints. So I, I like the Rams here. Yeah. Yes, he did. I can definitely see that. Um, you know, and we just mentioned six and three. I mean, the Packers are a bit inconsistent. At least, well, not inconsistent, but there's they have some stinkers sometimes. This is this is kind of like a Packers stinker watch. Uh. But I think if the Packers come to play how they normally do, they'll they should be okay. Yeah. 
that's, you know, this could be a very, very weird game. Because both these teams have had very weird seasons. They've lost every game since. The Jaguars beats the Colts to start the season. But... And now they're here. The Jaguars have lost every game since. The Colts have... Funny, they're funny enough, though, the, the Jags got very now. close last so, week to beating the Packers. Who knows so. how weird this game's going to get. That's true. The Packers did not look great last week. Okay. So I mean, who knows? Who knows how weird this game is going to get this yeah. week? I got the Packers, but, but I think the Colts at home. We I could see the Colts winning this game too. Pretty much everything. All right, that is going to do it for episode one nineteen. If I'm walking here, God, I hope I got that right. All right. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Ian M. Cusick. That is spelled C-U-S-I-C-K. 